welcome to the Maddest Touches. I'm your host Chris Chusa and this is Charlie Bradley. Welcome back and happy birthday to the Midas Touches. Charlie, it's been one year since this incredible masterpiece uh, was founded. How are you feeling one year on? Uh, I'm feeling one year older. I think uh, we've come a long way in one year is one takeaway I've, I've had from sort of looking back at what we've done. Um, not only have we, I think, I hope, have improved uh, in our, you know, presentation and and, um, and everything else. You know, we've we've had a rebrand in this time. Got a new logo. Looks great. Um, shout, shout out, out to Alec. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Beat me to it. We're drinking um, non-alcoholic beer. Uh, yeah, that's less to do with the podcast, but during the podcast, there. I mean, we used to drink sort of real beer. alcoholic beer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. That's fair. Um, I think our tipping's probably got better. Uh, 100%. We will we'll brush on that later, I'm sure. Um, and yeah, I think we just sort of, we're starting to, to get on the right tracks. Obviously, still work to do and we know that and we're excited for that next phase of the, of the podcast. And yeah, I uh, can't wait to tell you guys about it and sort of, you know, what what's to come because there is some exciting stuff still to come. Yeah, there's some, some really cool stuff on the way. Uh, I guess going a bit into the details last year, highs and lows, you know, we've had some some huge winners. Huyamal in the derby really stands out as one of the best bets, even though he didn't win. Second place in the biggest race of the season at 200 to 1. Mm-hmm. I mean, you just have to nudge yourself, really, to remind you that that actually did happen. <laughs> and you were even there on the day. I, I, I was, mean, yeah, I was there on the day. Uh, I was there with my granny. It was a really nice day. And um, yeah, watching Huyamal come through, like, people just didn't understand uh i was in quite a smart bit and people just didn't understand why i was screaming home the second place horse yeah <laughs> and my granny was basically embarrassed to be standing next to me but um what i like yeah that was genuinely my best tip ever certainly and and one of the most satisfying things to see because you know when that logic sort of comes through um but mate we can't forget you've actually had a bigger winner uh, in the last <laughs> yeah. year and that was at Royal Ascot <laughs> and we were, there, we were there we were there again there, yeah. I mean yeah for, maybe we should start going racing more um that was that was awesome yeah. it was Liam I think who who had backed it who's one of our listeners uh had a sort of you know five pounds ten pounds whatever it was on a yeah. hundred to one um and it came in you know that that vindication of of logic is mm. is really what keeps this game what makes this game so fun so it's great to have those moments um yeah, yeah. i mean and even barefoot angel and mitt bahi winning wow. that that double the other day which was i guess 140 to one yeah, yeah. um <laughs> which was seriously special but that's what happens you know after a year you are bound to have these big winners it's just about sticking by the system sticking by the the podcast and you know for those of you who who listen week in week out we hope we provide you not only with some entertainment value Mm. but also some potentially financial value although please uh, do your own research as well yeah we're not financial advisors we are not no that's true um 
yeah I, I honestly it's been an unbelievable year i'm just even thinking about it now we've, we've had even more like just thinking about little big bear um i tipped up uh a, a royal ascot that's sort of saying at the time that that was probably aiden's best two-year-old and that you know i think is undoubtedly true now um obviously this weekend we may see different but but yeah like you've got, got to be up there um God, there's just been so many highlights. Yeah, yeah it's really, yeah. It's I think, been great. I think also like you know, b- being at the racetrack that that day at Ascot when Shishkin and Energumen uh, had their face off was probably one of the best sporting, uh, you know, moments that I've seen live at a racetrack. It really was something else. Uh, like it was genuinely unbelievable. Um, I completely agree with you. And I think like it's such a good advert for just going racing. Like I'd encourage all of you to just go out, get on a race course if you, if you haven't already or if you don't often. Like you, it throws up the most amazing days. You know, thinking back through the year, we've we've been we've seen that. We've been to Royal Ascot, you know, we've done Newmarket for the Guineas. It, it, there's there's so much more to come as well. Like it's, it's uh, we'll be at Cheltenham next year, um, you know, previewing that for you guys. Uh, very exciting. Like, it, it, yeah, just, just getting on a race course, there's nothing better. It really is. And, you know, the, the people, the characters you see at the race courses who work there have worked there for years. There's some hilarious people. Some of the smaller tracks as well, you know, your Thursks, your Fakenhams, yeah. um, they're they're great places to go and and kind of just see different parts of mm. of this country. Yeah, I think it's just that love of the game that really shines through. Like people are so invested uh, in the sport, and it's just great to see. So yeah, definitely encourage anyone uh, to get on a race course as soon as you can. There's lots of great racing coming up. You know, we've got the jump season back. Uh, don't be afraid to get out there in the cold and yeah. uh, you know get on a race course i think it's probably about time that we that we did announce that we are uh going to be doing a, a live cheltenham preview uh event this this year or next year i guess you could say we were we were planning on potentially doing one in in 2022 but uh you know i think we just wanted to make sure that we have proof of concept first mm-hmm. hopefully we'll be able to fill a nice room in uh in london near where we live so we're really excited for that and for the guests that we've got lined up it's going to be it's going to be a serious evening so uh, as always anyone that listens to the podcast will be able to get a a ticket for themselves so yeah i i really can't wait i can barely contain my excitement for that yeah i mean it's something as you say we toyed with this year wanted to make sure that um i think we're now in a more mature stage uh, of our growth and and uh it seems like the right time to do it and honestly i'm so excited to do a sort of um a live show like that will be really really fun uh and yeah we we need to sort out what we're going to do exactly but we got a few ideas up our sleeves and i think it could be a pretty fun evening so yeah i'd love to hear from you guys which day you think we should do it wednesday thursday friday could do it on a saturday i don't know yeah yeah we're, we're open suggestions and also if you want if you want to you know have a particular sort of topic of discussion in there or anything like that yeah keep you know keep those sort of suggestions coming yeah i mean some of the guests we we we've definitely got a couple sort of penciled in at the moment but i think there's there's room to get some quite funny people involved there yeah um which could you know add a, a typically midas touchy spin to an otherwise what can be quite a boring evening uh with the occasional good tip 
but yeah it's it you know the last year has been awesome and really can't wait until you know we we get going on the on the jumps again um this will be our last kind of flat focused uh podcast Mm -hmm. of 2022 we've seen some really exciting performances uh this week actually full sisters calyx called coppice that ran at kempton last night that's uh, an exciting one we've had some big sales uh over in book one and book two uh new market including you know a really really in, impressive one sold by the the lloyd webbers a, a frankel out of lati dar wasn't it <laughs> which is quite simply ridiculous breeding um yeah looking ahead to this weekend the uh vertum fratuity stakes mm-hmm. Last year, uh, there was quite a funny moment in which Charlie went to make his tip. And, oh, no. Uh, <laughs> I thought this might go up in the highs and lows. but Well, you know, that was, it was one of the great moments. I think it, it kind of works before we look at this race. Maybe we'll go to highs and lows just before we close this one. But I thought <laughs> it would be good just to bring up the, the replay of, of Charlie giving his perspective on the Verton Fratuities takes last year in which Luxembourg was a warm favourite. Just listen to this. Yeah, exactly. And and I mean, I may I may live to regret saying this, but I'd be pretty happy laying Luxembourg. I think that he's not going to go get the business done. The first big place lay of the podcast, Charlie Bradbeer, place laying Luxembourg, 11 to 8 favourite for the verse in fraternity. You're going to get pretty good, good odds about that if you... And this is what actually happened in the race. Turf galloping down inside the final two furlongs and on the right hand side Luxembourg is coming there strongly Sissoko in between horses Royal Patronage is now flat out Bayside Boy trying hard to weave a passage through Hannibal Barker running a good race on the far side Imperial Fighter down the near side but it's Luxembourg who's been given the office inside the final furlong he's opened up a length and a half clear Bayside Boy putting in some fine late work Hannibal Barker running a screamer then to the near side Sissoko with Imperial Fighter but he's good Luxembourg three from three and goes on to win the Vertem Fertility it was tight in the end for second it is genius absolutely hilarious just shows how far we've come i'm I'm literally cringing listening to that (laughs) it was such bad advice and i thought like i don't know i just wanted to grab people's attention for the first episode and so i was like oh this could be a good idea and how wrong uh i was just to think how many listeners we would have if luxembourg had not one yeah yeah <laughs> that's a good point to be fair i hadn't even thought about that um no it was just honestly like oh yeah the a, a bad bad racing decision um but i hope we matured yeah uh, well so you let's know, see let's let, see let, let's see the let's do the, the uh first race for our second year in podcasting the verton fraternity stakes is at three thirty-five on saturday uh, Doncaster is the home. Soft ground, the conditions. August Rodin for Aidan O'Brien is a 10 to 11 favourite. Epicetus, who was uh, just touched off in the autumn stakes last time, 7 to 2. Holloway Boy, 8s. Stormbuster, 11s. King of Steel, 12s. Salt Lake City, another for O'Brien at 16s. And then Dancing Magic and Captain Wiersma bring up the rear. Uh, how do you see this race unfolding? Hopefully, uh, you're not going to be place laying August Rodin. 
given what was said last year yeah it, it is funny to be fair because i was like i looked at this race again uh and knowing what i know obviously i won't be as foolish this time but um i did kind of think oh you can probably look away from august rodan um just i don't know like he's very solid he's got group one form he brings group one form in here and the key is right like aiden o'brien is unbelievable at this race um he's won three out of the last five renewals um he two of those have been guineas winners in in saxon warrior and magna grisha and then obviously luxembourg last year was third in the guineas um and went on to have a successful and probably unlucky in the guineas unlucky in the guineas uh was favorite for the derby didn't run um i mean he is definitely a good horse and a a favorite for the for the arc yes yeah also a good point um so yeah i I mean august rodin is is definitely uh of note i think um one I definitely want to mention uh, as an interesting runner is King of Steel. Um, I mean, obviously that, that, that sort of um, sounds a bit obvious. Possibly, he's once raced one very impressively at Nottingham. Um, Nottingham, interestingly, is uh, is actually a very good breeding ground for quite good horses. Um, they have a lot of good two-year-old racing at Nottingham, uh, and they've they've thrown out some some very good horses in, in their time. Um, attraction was one uh she she was a great filly for for mark johnson um the last two derby winners actually have, have um run their first race at nottingham and desert crown and adiar so yeah nottingham throws up some uh some pretty good horses uh and this one certainly looks so on debut um could be could be pretty good whether he's up to this one uh unsure but uh, he's definitely one to take note. Uh, and I think also the one you tipped um, last time, uh, Epic Tetus, I think, uh, has also got some more improvement to come. Uh, I think that, um, that, that second in the um, autumn stakes was just sort of proof that this one was a good thing. Um, I think, you know, to second time out to come second in a group three is, is good form shows you're still progressing uh and i think there will be more improvement to come from this one john and thady gods are in good form as trainers um the one thing is they oddly enough haven't won this race ever um uh unlike o'brien they they don't have such a successful uh strike rate but um yeah definitely want to note though very wary of the favorite for obvious reasons yeah i i i thought though weirdly like August Rodin's, um, you know, previous runs were kind of workmanlike without being massively impressive. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's, a, you know, a sign that the horse is sticking to its task, which is often uh, important for two-year-olds when they're very green. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I, I would definitely be be in the camp of John and Thady Gosden here. I think, you know, I have to, to back up what I was saying in the autumn stakes. And I think I was probably unlucky there. Uh, Charlie Appleby and William Buick are quite a force when it comes to new market and you know we don't have that factor to play against here mm. you know we've seen john thady gosden be be successful at, at doncaster in recent times with uh free wind actually now i was a haydock but whatever uh epic tetris yeah i think is is going to go well and i quite happily take that value at seven to two mm. rather than punting the jolly at 10 to 11 it's it's funny you mentioned that actually earlier about uh, August Rodin um, being workmanlike because I seem to remember similar conversations going on about Luxembourg last year. There were question marks over his style and whether he was just a bit sort of oafy. Um, 
but then obviously he put that to bed uh, with with, the, with his performance in the Vertum. So it'd be interesting to see what happens to August Rodin. Um, and Aiden clearly loves this race. Uh, it's a very good Guineas trial in the or has been a very good Guineas trial in the last few years. Um, along with Magna Grisha um, and uh, the other horse, Saxon Warrior. Um, Kamiko has also won this race uh, and gone on to win the Guineas. Uh, so. And that's in the last five years. So, the, so this um, and Ch- this, Churchill in what 2017 as well. Did Churchill win the the race post trophy? No, won the Jewhurst. The Jewhurst, yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. So ignore that. <laughs> Might edit that out. Yeah. Um, so yeah, definitely, uh, it's been a good trial, and Aiden's targeted this race. Uh, wouldn't be surprised if he had another good one here. Uh, though I did. Uh, yeah, no, I didn't. Sorry, ignore that. Okay, that is the Vertum Fraturity Stakes covered. I remember last year going over to Newbury to cover the uh, Virgin Bet, the Virgin Bet Horace Hill Stakes. So it's it's funny giving that one a mention again. And Charlie Appleby and William Buick seem to have a nice favourite there. Is there anything else on Saturday that catches your eye? I know that for this episode, we were going to focus on, you know, highs and lows from last year and, and, and fun memories and go through the Vert and Fraturity card. But are there any other sort of big tips you want to line up? Uh, no, though I did look at the listed race at Newmarket. Uh, the uh, Donkster, rather, one we're talking about. The um, the Donkster Stakes, um, where Aiden's got another hot favourite in Aesop's Fables uh, at Evens. Um, I think... I don't know. I feel like Hispanic, uh, another one of Aiden's runners, could be um, potentially good. Uh, they take a while to get going, Aiden's horses, uh, as was the case with Hispanic. But then this one bolted up in a in a maiden over in Ireland. Um, and though Wayne Lorden is booked, which would possibly suggest that um, th- th- this one is the second string, uh, I think you should you should tend to ignore jockey bookings where possible because um, a lot of the time you know the trainers don't even know because you know they're doing it at home but they're not doing it on the track so um, jockey bookings aren't the be all and end all and, and you, sometimes they they do indicate um, a strong fancy but other times it's a real shot in the dark so yeah this one um, and also obviously Wayne Lawrence is a very good jockey as well though. Um, but yeah I thought that one was potentially interesting as a horse who'd, who'd sort of done very well um, but was a bit of a nicer price than Aesop's Fables yeah I think so I think so and actually it's often that when the Ryan Moore horse comes out uh, you know that horse gets massively overbet. so if you were to back the second string in inverted commas every time you'd probably be, you know, around evens, maybe even up. You're probably getting value uh, if you catch it at the right time, which I think you probably be, you would be if you if you were doing it then. Um, we've got some interesting stuff in uh, Newbury as well. Hamish uh, makes a comeback. I think Hamish is, is, you know, pretty close to a certainty in, in this sort of race. I've always thought that he's a proper horse, hasn't quite run as much as they would have been hoping. But, you know, that form behind Kiprios at the start of the at the start of the season was huge. Um, uh, sorry, Hamish was entered for the long distance cup at Asker, missed that, comes here. I think, you know, that's 
that's as close to a cert as you're going to see. So if you want to stick that in your multiples, then then feel free. Yeah. No, we were excited to see it, or we wanted to see him at Ascot, didn't we, last weekend? Uh, and we're disappointed when he didn't show. So this is a lesser contest. And yeah, I agree. He should he should be hard to beat. Yeah. Um, I guess that, that ties up neatly our kind of preview for the racing this weekend. Why don't we finish the episode with a few memories, highs and lows from last season? Why don't we start with the, the lows? What was the worst? We've already played the Luxembourg uh lay moment but what was what was your your low of the podcast last year i know what your low should be uh but i'll i'll save that um my low of the podcast i mean i don't know i don't think there have been many to be honest i think there's there's been so many great memories that we've um we sort of made doing this and honestly it is uh just really really fun doing it we both enjoy doing it so much uh you know it's a real pleasure getting to sort of do this weekly or, or, or more or less um yeah lows I, I don't know like obviously the luxembourg one does stick to mind as just a bit of a shocker for your first episode um i actually have a really good one uh, when we had jess stafford on earlier in the the jump season and we'd been talking up buzz for the long walk hurdle at ascot for yeah ages managed to get jess on the podcast bars was a short price favorite we were all so excited the interview surrounded bars it's all we'd spoke about and bars got injured it could have even been that night yeah. um broke his hip and ended up being pulled from the race almost lost his life uh we're, we're luckily potentially going to be seeing bars on the track again this mm. year which is exciting but that's definitely stands out as a as a as a low moment from last year for for me yeah that, that's a very good one actually um and yeah i completely agree with that i thought you might have mentioned the fact that uh i absolutely nailed you in our tipping contest oh yeah that was difficult i had to do a um an ice bucket, an challenge. Ice bucket challenge actually for that which was which was interesting yeah uh, uh yeah i thought yeah because i did i did beat you fair and square as well yeah and I guess a high high point getting our sisters on the podcast was quite fun. That, that was very funny. Yeah, that was. Um, I think that was a really good episode getting those two on who had never met, had they? So uh, it was quite a weird experience for them, probably, but yeah. um, funny for us. And then another think. was uh, Ollie Bell tipping up Tornado Flyer. Oh, absolutely, yeah. I mean, that was a great story, and actually just miraculous that it came off on the day. It went off at twenty-two to one, I think. Mm. And we definitely had a few people listening who who backed yeah, it. Yeah, so absolutely. That was great. In who, such a big race, uh, you know, like the King George. Who has been your favourite guest we've had on? Oh, I think uh, for me, I love having the Kari's on. You know, I, I, they're they're always great, great value, great value. But but I think probably on balance, talking to Claire actually. Claire and and Bobby, those two interviews really really stood out for me. I thought they were uh, great fun, and mm. yeah, absolutely loved hearing from them. And Bobby obviously did very well at, at Burley the other day. So yeah, you know th- those were, those really stick out. What about you? Um, I definitely did have one in mind actually, um, and it was it was one of our sort of um, I guess more serious episodes, uh, and that was the one with Patch Foster. Uh, I thought though the sort of um content was was pretty heavy uh, i think it's safe to say i thought he was a fascinating person to listen to um very kind of him to share his story with us and and i thought it was just an amazing episode um he, he had a lot to say and 
if if you haven't listened to it by the way well worth a listen um it's on the sort of the dark side of gambling and, and addiction and sort of what that leads to um and he was speaking from experience so it's definitely one to listen to if you have not already um but yeah i i thought he was great but obviously um we, we've had we've had a lot of good guests so it's very hard to pick a favorite yeah we've been we've been sport for choice it's been uh, an incredible year one we'll be taking a couple of weeks off to just get the strategy spot on for year two uh, we're really excited about hosting our first live event yeah. with you guys uh, in March. Also, also keen to make that um, the strategy work collaborative. So, if you know, we want to get our community involved. If you guys have any suggestions, you know, if you if you think you've got some good ideas, then just send them our way because we we want this to be a you know a, a two-way relationship right you know 100 um, percent bit of give all, and take it's all about the community so, yeah, yeah we love it we love it we love you guys so much uh and on that note i think it's about time that we end so uh happy birthday to the midas touches and we'll see you next time it's a goodbye from me tris and it's a goodbye from me charlie goodbye